Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight. It's an off night. It's a Wednesday. Ghost Slinger hates it. Yes. <laughs> it should always be Tuesday. <laughs> Every Tuesday. So tell us why, Ghost Slinger. Why does it matter that it's a Wednesday? Because Wednesday is the day after Taco Tuesday. And Taco <laughs> Tuesday isn't is, Taco Tuesday. Is the day we get Chick-fil-A. Yeah, and if it's off schedule, then I don't want it. <laughs> we did have tacos yesterday. No, I had. Well, so the correct answer, everyone, is because we are a family that gets together every Tuesday night to play a game of 5th edition dun Dungeons and Dragons with each other. And it is Wednesday instead of Tuesday tonight because yesterday someone was still on a road trip. So introduce yourself, Dad, because it was you who was on a road trip. Well, I was going to say naming no names. I am, I am Merlin. We're not mentioning any names, but I was lost without <laughs> my, even with my GPS, I was lost in Georgia. It's terrible. And I made it home, finally, tonight, in time for the game. Wait, you didn't so, make it home until today? No, I made it home last night, but I rested all day today. I didn't go to work. Gotcha. It was terrible. Okay. But I'm happy to be here. So go ahead and introduce yourself, Asharis. I am the Ranger Wood Elf. Tank. You got it right. I got it right for the first time. It's only taken how many episodes? Two times. 40 <laughs> <Two> first <laughs> episode. She gets it right. She knows she's a ranger. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm the tank with my trusty dog, Blinky. And Ghost Slinger is a half-elf ninja rogue. I'm disappointed. Although, what are you right now, Ghost Slinger? I'm a dwarf. You're a short dwarf lady! I don't want to be short anymore. I dislike it. <laughs> Let's start off with experience points. Last week, there was some talking. There was some roleplay. Some stuff happened. So everyone gets 150 experience points because I feel like 150 this week. Oh, man. Just to make life harder? Yeah, the adding. You want 100 instead? Yeah. No, I don't want 100 instead. I want 150 or 200, so give me 200. <laughs> there you go, Jessica will push you further. You can always tell which one is the thief. <laughs> Wait, we got 12. 9.95 plus 150. 13, 145. Where's the pen? Well, you should have told me about the five. I could have fixed that. <laughs> it's been there for a while. What happened last week? I think Merlin spent last week in jail. Absolutely. Prison. Asharis and Ghostslinger had to sneak into town. Oh, yeah. He's in jail. Oh, and everyone kept saying... What did they say? They kept saying something. Oh, it was great. It was... Something another. A blessings of... Moradin, I believe. Yes, yes. yes. Blessings of Moradin. <laughs> Blessings of Fedora. Hey! And, and no one figured out what that was about. Nope. So maybe this week. Who knows? Uh-uh. So, a ghost slinger and Asharis managed to find a tavern uh, and an inn, and they've made, they got a room. Merlin's room was taken care of courtesy of the state. Hmm. <laughs> When morning breaks over the Dwarven city, a musical horn rings throughout the cliffs, and the flames burning in their sconces are turned up to burn more brightly. 
Everybody roll me a d20 to see who goes first. Oh, wow. This is different. 18. 18. 7. We have a tie. Well, because I didn't think this entirely through, we're going to go with Merlin first. We'll average Tiffany and Jessica, Ghost Slinger and Asharis' rolls together because they're they're a party right now and Merlin's on his own. <laughs> yeah, this is going to get interesting, isn't it? He's all over there and we're over here. Yeah. Okay, Merlin, what do you do when you wake up in the morning? I know you said you spent the night kind of preparing your your remarks for when you go in front of the the council of dwarves. So when you wake up in the morning, what do you do? Council of dwarves. Looking for a wire to get these handcuffs off, which isn't working. So I'm going over my lines. I'm trying to uh, beat on the bars for some breakfast and get some <laughs> coffee. Wake up. All right. So when you go to beat on the bars for breakfast, you notice that uh, the guard this morning is different from Rofane, who was the nice dwarf that you got to know the night before. This new dwarf talks with a gruff voice and keep his, keeps his words short. You hear him grumble a few times before he comes over to your cell. He says, no breakfast. Oh, no. <laughs> Whoa. No breakfast. I'm rolling a D20 here. You're going to give me breakfast. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Another are you rolling an intimidate check on your guard? Do you have any coffee? Nah, we're gonna deal with you first. Step back. How about some drog? <laughs> do you, uh, do you comply? What did he say? He says, step back. Oh, no. Yes, I comply. He's bigger than me. All right, when you step back, he brings the keys up to the door and unlocks the cell. And he says, out. Mm, okay. You are marched out of the small building where you spent the night. Still wearing your cuffs, you are directed into a waiting carriage on the street. The carriage door is quickly shut behind you, and you start moving towards the far end of the city. Looking out the window, you recognize the layout of the city. It is similar to the dwarven city below-scale ridge that you've been in before. Do you just sit there and look around? What else is there to do? That's fine. As you look around and you see that the layout is very similar, you think that if the layout is exactly the same, they're taking you towards the main hall or where the main hall would have been in the other in the other dwarven city. You hear a horn as you approach, and the carriage you are in comes to a stop at the base of a wide staircase with another set of gargantuan doors thrown open at the top. The door to the carriage is opened. Okay. Do you get out? <laughs> I'm jumping out. All right. Merlin, you hop down from the carriage. And when you step out, you see a beam of light is streaming into the room beyond the top of the stairs. On either side of the carved stone doors, you see two great dwarves carved into the bedrock of the cliffs. The gaze of the statues is cast down on you standing at the foot of the stairs. Hmm. The light is shining out like a spotlight? Yeah, kinda. And I have nothing to reflect it with. Alright, we're gonna cut to Asharis and Ghost Slinger to see what they're up to. Oh! Uh, we're getting food. What? Didn't, isn't, haven't we woken up? It's the next day? It is the next day. You have woken up. You were told Rex? to... 
I th- I think you were told to pay attention for the horn, which would let you know when the carriage was going to go by for the meeting of the council. Gotcha. Oh, wait. Okay, you have to leave. Did you guys try to get up earlier than the horn so that you would be able to get breakfast and everything, or... I guess so. <laughs> Ghost Slinger is hangry without breakfast. So, we are rewinding in time now. You guys get up in the morning, bright and early, and Ghostslinger has to make a decision. I have to make a decision. Do you want to know what decision that is? It's the hat, isn't it? Of course it's the hat. Do you want to keep looking like a dwarf? Yes. Are you sure? Because nobody knows who you are, and maybe you're meant to be here. What if they ask? Because <laughs> you only get the hat once a day. It's up to you how you want to go about it. Like, you could be a dwarf and have dwarves you expect you to know their language, or you could not be a dwarf and just hope nobody asks you if you're meant to be there. I'm gonna go for the hope one because I'm good at deception. Oh my gosh. Why does no one do what I tell them in this game? What did you tell her? I didn't catch it. Not to use it. Yeah, I'm not gonna use it. But yeah, she, she said she's gonna, yeah, she's no. gonna hope nobody asks her whether yeah. she's meant to be there. Okay, then carry on. <laughs> so, Ghost Slinger decides that she's going to save her hat, because at worst comes to worst, she could always dart out of sight and then be a dwarf or something. She could she's do like, thiefy ninja things. Ninja. What do you guys do when you wake up? Maybe talk over the hat situation. No, I get breakfast. Okay. Ghostslinger, you get up and you wander downstairs in the tavern. And the place is much less busy than the night before. But there's still a few patrons around. People sitting at big wooden tables with tall tankards and eggs and fried chicken. Eggs? And there's some soup. For breakfast? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of what you would have if you were a dwarf for breakfast. Best I could come up with was three random food items. <laughs> what about bacon? You could go ask if there's bacon. Do you? Do you go up to the counter? Sure. Okay, you go up to the counter. What do you say and in what language do you say it? Normal language. Common? Yes. The common tongue. Okay. What do you say? You guys have any bacon? <laughs> All right, I suppose we could get some bacon thrown together. I didn't see you sneak in last night. I'm surprised they let you in. Usually they don't let anybody past the front gate. Hasn't been for the last few weeks anyway. But yeah, we'll throw some bacon together. How about a couple silver? Okay. You put a couple silver on the counter? Yes. All right, thank you. And uh, he wanders off back behind the counter, throws a towel over his shoulder that he was using to wipe something out. And in a few minutes, you hear the sound of bacon start sizzling behind the, the window into the kitchen. How about you, Asharis? What do you do for to start your day? I shall uh, get some breakfast also. See, we're getting breakfast. All right, you come downstairs, and you see a ghost slinger sitting at the bar waiting on her bacon. I would also care for some bacon kind, sir. You hear a, uh... All right, I'll throw some extra on. That'd be too silver. I'll be out there in a minute. All right, thank you kindly. And you hear kind of a a whoomp as some more bacon gets thrown down on the griddle. 
All right, Ghostlinger. How are we going to get him out of prison? What should we say at the meeting today? Are you speaking in Elvin or in common? Yes, Elvin is what we are speaking, correct? You can speak Elvin? I think she's a half-elf. It's probably included language. Yes, yes. Okay. All right, then you guys have this conversation. I like it. I don't quite know what to say to save him, you know? Um, Like, are they going to listen? No. I mean, what can we say? He went crazy? He's very attached to the book? He's he's a wizard. He's attached to this magical book, apparently. He was taken over by a... (laughs) He he was taken over by a demon. But we shall take it out. (laughs) I mean, what are your thoughts? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I was under a bridge. Not to put thoughts in your head, but you could go with the, the same thing that you went with last week, which was that you had to deliver it directly to the, the, uh, the Lord of the Dwarves. It's good. Yeah. We, could, we could say that we had to deliver the scales to the dude. What scales? The dragon scales! Oh, that's right. Correct. Dragon scales. Well, you guys sure do speak in a beautiful uh, language there. The guy comes out from behind the kitchen. He bops the little door open with his butt, and he's holding two big plates of bacon, and he plops them down in front of him. Anything else? Probably not. That will be all, kind sir. All right, then. I'm going to clean up the mess I made in the kitchen. And he heads back on into the kitchen and starts bashing around some pots and pans and stuff. Well, that was nice. Well, then I guess we eat. You consume some bacon. Gusslinger, it's probably spicier than you like your bacon to be. Ew, spicy. Yeah, it's got a little bit of black peppercorn on it, just to add some flavor, because dwarves like it that way. Why would you do that to bacon? Because they're dwarves. They like hearty food. But we're not dwarves. <laughs> You're in a dwarven city. You have to deal with dwarven specialities, which is peppered bacon. Disgusting. <laughs> Disappointing. I get this image in my head that as Ghostslinger tries the bacon and you're talking with her about how you're going to save Merlin, she goes off on a tangent about how they've destroyed this delicious bacon. Yes, yes, exactly. And like fire is breathing out of her mouth. <laughs> Why would you ruin such fantastic bacon? I would have been Alright, so as you two uh, are sitting having your breakfast, you've pretty much had time to eat, you hear the horn from outside. <laughs> Who let this, this, uh, this woolly mammoth in here? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do? The horn goes off outside, and you remember what uh, Rofane told you the night before. Let's go find a thing. Let's go to the meeting. Do you throw your two silver on the uh, on the counter? <sighs> and just run Tricky. out. Of- All right. You throw your two silver on the counter, and you head for the door. And we go out the door.
And you go out the door, and as you get out the door, you see a carriage with a wizard in it going by. Oh, no. (laughs) Hey, Mom. There's the wizard. There goes the wizard, kid. All right, so... (laughs) So what do you do as Merlin's going by in a carriage with a guard on top of it? Throw me a rope. No, we're going to follow it. (laughs) We're going to just save you with words. It looks like his stuff is also on the carriage. Like, he's not separated from it. They're keeping it with him. In case he is proven innocent! Excellent. Or I suppose not proven innocent. He definitely did what he did. So, pardoned would maybe be the right word. Hmm. Pardoned indeed. The carriage is bobbling down the street. It's uh, all cobblestones. Like, you know, every pretty much everything's stone in the Dwarven City. There's some wood, but most of it's stone. So the carriage is clickety-clacking along as it uh, moves through the streets towards the far end of the city, deeper into the, ki- uh, into the cliff face. All right, we will continue on. As you walk down the street behind the carriage, you do notice that there are quite a few dwarves that are up and about now that the horn has sounded to tell everybody it's morning time and turn up the brightness of the torches. The people milling around kind of all look towards the carriage as it goes by, as if everybody knows exactly what that carriage is used for, and they wonder what happened, those of them that weren't there or heard about it, uh, that the wizard is being taken towards the council chamber. His doom. He's gonna die. (laughs) Oh no. So you see a few people shake their heads, and a couple glance at you curious, because they see you following behind the carriage, like, it's not going super fast, so you guys don't have to, like, beat feet to follow it, but it's it's pretty obvious where you're going, and that maybe you have something to do with what's going on, so. They're not throwing food? Boom! No, nobody's Boo! booing him. Dwarves are high-class people. They're not really. Dwarves are honorable people. That's a better word for it. So they will wait until they are told to throw fruit at him. You see the carriage stop and Merlin steps out of it and looks around and he starts to actually no we didn't get that far and the guy behind him prods him with the uh, blunt end of his axe so the uh, the shaft of the axe and he says go on Merlin you're prodded from behind up the stairs ouch hey hey I have a uh, small piece of wire in my jacket here, I could get these handcuffs off and show him a thing or two. Do you tell him that? No, I'm telling you that. That's what he's thinking. No, you're telling me that. Why? Because you've been good so far. You've complied and not done anything bad. I'm thinking. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> so do you start walking up the stairs? I do. He's still bigger than me. Ajaris and Ghostslinger, you notice that the dwarf who is guiding Merlin up the stairs into this council chamber is not Rofane, the nice dwarf that you met the night before who gave you dinner. Drama. The mean dwarf. I bet his name is Drama. (laughs) Okay, well, there's nothing we can do about that. So what do you do? As you see Merlin head up the stairs and enter into this, or I guess, enter in through these two big doors. Do we want to go in through these doors? We're going to follow and maybe get in trouble. All right. You follow up the stairs 
to the top. And at the top, you are met by a pair of dwarves with axes on pikes. So long stick, stabby spear looking thing, but it's got an axe on it. Pole axe? I think a pole axe is the right word. An axe on a pole, because dwarves like axes. <laughs> and they cross the axes in front of you and says, no entry to outsiders. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. All right, I will speak in dwarvish. You speak for us. I speak for us. And I will tell them, forgive me, kind sirs, but I have been told to journey here today to speak on behalf of the prisoner. Uh, who told you that? This, uh, Rofane told me that? <laughs> and as you say that, you see from inside the chamber in front of you, Rofane, uh, when the guards turn back to look at him, that you see him uh, motioning for, for to let you guys in. So he goes, uh, the, the pole axes come up, and he says, Oh, pardon me. If, uh, if Rosefane says that you're good to come in, well, then I, I guess you're invited to this council meeting. But if you cause any trouble, we'll kick you out faster than you can say, Gablooey. Kablooey. This is understandable. Let, let me say Kablooey really fast. <clears throat> Kablooey! Does that, mean, does that mean you're causing trouble? If I've got to kick you out now. <laughs> no, I just said Kablooey. Well, that's how fast we'll kick you out if you cause any trouble, so keep it in mind. Okay, so Kablooey. Oh, also, you, you don't know what they were saying. <laughs> Because they're talking in Dwarven back and forth. Never mind all that. It's true. Alright, so you guys head into the room after Merlin. Merlin, you are directed through this big chamber. So, you've stood in a chamber very similar to this before, but it was in ruins. This one, there are tables on either side of an aisle that has been created in the middle of the room. The tables are kind of facing towards a throne at the far end. And there are dwarves lined up at each table looking up towards the top until you enter when they all turn to look at you because you're the first order of business yes they do bum, bum, bum. so there are large what are they called tapestries hung down on either side of the 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 throne at the end of the at the end of the room the throne sits up upon a small well I say small a, a wide pedestal at the back of the room but it's only you know half the height of a dwarf, so it's not a very big, tall pedestal. And you can see that beam of light that you saw earlier streaming into this room streams all the way down to the throne at the end, and it illuminates the gemstones that are set into the stone chair. Okay. Hmm. When do I get to see the big guy? Are there any windows in the place? You are deep underground at this point. No windows. Well, now, there's a really, really big door. (laughs) There is an old, wise-looking dwarf standing to the side of the throne. He waves a hand, and the throng of dwarves spread through the room fall silent. The dwarves' eyes fall on you before he speaks. I am Jin Duram. He is a gray-bearded dwarf with golden ringlets wrapped around his mustache. His nose is round, and his brow is creased, as if he spent a great deal of time recently worrying. His eyes are a dark malachite green, and they look distant when he talks to you, as if he's thinking about something far away or long ago, perhaps both. 
I am lord of the dwarves of Aberdeen. You stand before me accused of grave robbing, trespassing in a dwarven tomb, speaking falsehoods, and attacking one of the guards at our gates. I have little time for thieves and troublemakers in these dangerous times. How do you plead? Maybe we should just turn around now. (laughs) Sitting on a large table in front of him is the master crafting book that Merlin carried from House Kazark under Scale Ridge. Not guilty, Your Honor. All right, I will permit you to tell me a story. What's your side of this? A story? Uh, Am I speaking to Jim? Jin? G-I-N Duram. Duram? Lord of the Dwarves. Yep, the king. Lord of the dwarves. The king man. Lord. Can I call you Jin, or do I have to call you my lord? My lord will do. Wouldn't you just start with my lord and go from there? <laughs> my lord. <laughs> I've been around the world fighting for good. I have a question for you. Why do orcs have green blood? What color are is dwarf blood? My blood will be spilled fighting for the city in which you live. I've been to Orkville, Ork City, and Scale Ridge, fighting dragons, looking for ghosts on ghost ships, all for the good of dwarves. I come here to give you a book to discuss its contents, and you take it away from me. You won't let me come to see you in person. That was wrong. You're you're saying you Man, this is pretty perfect. He's he's doing quite well, I think. So does that mean Ashara and Ghostslinger <laughs> oh, are kind sure. of just chilling out at the side over by Rofane? See how it plays out? We're kind of waiting to see uh, how this all pans out, really. We're only going to step in if uh, assistance is needed. Your side of the story, if I am to believe it, is that you came here to bring me this book. Yes, and discuss its contents with you. Do you know what this book is? This book, this book is a master crafter's journal, if you will, of all of the greatest recipes of the dwarves of House Kazark. It is not meant to be in anyone's possession besides dwarves. How do you come by this book? There was a terrible battle. We were not, I was not involved in this battle. I I happened upon it after it was over. And looking around the city, which was had been pillaged, this book was overlooked underneath a wooden platform that they, like a pulpit where they would preach from or discuss things. And I found it there and thought I would bring it here since you are still alive and they were all dead. So you don't deny trespassing in a dwarven tomb? No. No, sir. No, your honor. And you don't deny that you took this book? No, I took the book. I took it. Well, I suppose you did bring it here. I have to give you that... Not for bad. I have to give you credit. Not not for bad. Because if you didn't bring it here, then you surely would be an enemy of the dwarves. But why did you bring it to me? Why would you remove it? Well, the city had been pillaged. Everything was burned and destroyed. It was just laying there going to waste. Somebody would need the book more than just lie there and rot. I suppose you make a good case. I could return it to the place I found it. My cousins from House Kazark would have wanted this book to move on. They would not want this knowledge to be lost. 
Brofane, what have you? While this man has been in our custody... Oh, did he do everything that was asked of him? You see Rofane stand up in the group of dwarves next to Asharis and Ghostslinger, and he... I am sorry, it's, it's been a week and I've lost his voice, I have no idea. He'll, uh, he'll say, Aye, sir, he complied with everything we asked him to do, although he did profess that he had a great love for that book. What's going oh, on? Oh, goodness, not yeah, again. Yeah, we cannot hear you. It's froze up. Well, I'm not muted. Hello, hello. Where's the dirt? I wonder. Let me check. He's dead. Hello? Yep, I can still hear me. It's just froze up. I, okay. I don't know what we happened. I can hear you now. Uh, oh, what was the last thing you heard? Uh, did I do Did I do everything that was required of me? Oh, yes. And then Rofane stood up. All right, so Rofane stands up and he says, Aye, sir. While he was in my prison cell, he complied with every order I gave him, but he did profess that he had a great love for that book. And Jin looks at Rofane and says, Very well. I have made my decision. You can release his shackles on the condition Excellent. that the book stays here as you said it was promised to us. Yay! <laughs> Did you check if it's still recording? Uh, yes. I, I hope so. Good, because we don't want another the last, thing. Last time it broke, it broke at the end. I can't do anything about that. So, Rofane produces a key and walks over to Merlin. And he says, See, I told you if you did everything I told you to, that it'd all work out fine in the end. Now, you probably will have to apologize to the guy that you attacked at the gates. <laughs> I feel sorry for that. And the shackles fall off you, and Rofane goes back towards the side with the shackles in hand. And what do you do? Dinner. What? Try that again. We're gonna. Make, I'm gonna take him to dinner. We'll make it. We'll make something good out of that book. Well, you're still standing in front of the Lord of the Dwarves, and Rofane just told you you should probably apologize. I will apologize to this man in person and take him to dinner, and a, and a, a, a swag of beer. We'll have a party. I'm sure that the guards will appreciate the chance to stand down for a while. I will allow it. Yay! Well, what have I just all witnessed? Right. The audience cheers. <laughs> They're all in my favor. Definitely. Okay. So you can curse up a storm right now. It's all getting cut. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> Insert me going beep. Damn it. <laughs> beep. <laughs> I like how he immediately okay. says that. All right, let's go on about our business. My handcuffs are off and I'm taken. All right, so Merlin promised he's going to take people to dinner. When Rofane comes and sits back down and the you hear from the back of the room, the guards at the door kind of cheer at the, the prospect of getting some time off. And some food. <laughs> and some free dinner. And then the Lord will say, what is the next order of business? And Rofane will stand up and say, my Lord, did he ever get your name, Asharis? Mm, let's assume that he did. Asharis here said she has brought you something from lands far away. Because that was also said last week. So now you're going to have to spin the story. What do you do? Oh, no. The story? What story? 
what do we have to give the guy? Well, that was that was what you said that you were going to do. That's why you got invited into this. That's how we got to stay. Um, well, how many dragon skin scales do we have? Multiple. Theoretically, you don't know because the bag of holding provides you with whatever it is that you want out of it. And when you wanted dragon scales, you got a handful of dragon scales. What if I wanted an axe? There might be an axe in there. Well, it's a terrible time right now to do that. You don't want to do that now. <laughs> Merlin, you find all your stuff on a table by Asharis and Ghost Slinger. Hmm. My lord, we have come from far away. We are adventurers for me. who have been fighting to save the world from from evil, from Zabuza. We have come to you in your time of need to help with your problems. Well, I do appreciate an offer of aid, especially from an elf. But what could you possibly do to? help stem the abhorrent tide of undead and creepy crawlies from in the docks of the mines. Well, well, that confirms our suspicions. We managed to stop a horde of orcs, so we might as well give it a try. So what would you ask of me? I don't know we need anything from him, do you? We were told to tell him that the time of silver has come, and we can show the dragon scales as proof. Okay. No, then pause, pause. Yes? Ghost Slinger, what do you do? Put the bag... <laughs> put the bag next to Ashara's, and I'm like, you better open this thing. And if you don't, you're going to ruin everything. So you don't step up and do anything? You just kind of put a bag down next to Ashara's, who has gone forward in front of the Lord of the Dwarves? Yes! Genius. Okay. Asharis, you have had a ghost slinger who has taken the bag of holding and opened it up next to you and said, you need to open this. Or, I guess, set it next to you and told you you need to open it. Alright. So then, I shall tell him, the time of silver is now! It's come. It's and, and then give him... Okay, and then I'll reach into the bag... <laughs> And want the dragon scales that I shall pull out of the bag. You pull out a handful of of silver dragon scales. And you see Jin's eyes go wide. And he says, how do you know of this? What's the dragon's name? That's not how you know of it. You met the... Old lady? Keeper of the... the locks. Yeah, you you met the, the master of the lock keeper. Yeah, the lock keepers. I told you, I have ventured far and wide, and I have met the keeper of the lockhouses of... Gil. 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 And he told you to tell... Yeah. Oh he my told God, it's you like pulling to tell... teeth. And he told me to tell you that the time of silver has come. So, I have ventured here. Are those what I think they are? Of course, my lord. Yes. Dragon scales. He pauses for a moment... As he looks around the room. I told you, my lord, we should be in private. (laughs) As he looks around the the room, I can see that some of the older amongst our number remember the legend. He stops on each one of the greybeards in the room who are nodding at him as his gaze meets theirs. When all seems lost 
and creatures of the dark drive us from our hearth and home. When the bedrock quakes and the mithril masters have gone, fell magics swell and the fae flee. Light will fade until a silver dragon sleeps upon Kazark rock. The time of silver has come. As Jin finishes the legend, the glowing of the gemstones behind him on the throne dim down, and you find yourselves feeling warm on the back of your neck. The waterfall of light entering the room bends down off of its path to bathe each of you in its golden light. Between the three of you, there is a small silver glowing orb. <gasps> Ding! The small orb slowly starts to take form, and soon you see a silver kobold sitting on the floor in the middle of you. He's not really looking or paying attention to what's going on until all of a sudden he realizes that you're there and he stands up on his feet and he says, oh, dragon now, yes? And he, <laughs> he transforms into a huge dragon in the middle of the chamber and then jumps up into the air and flies into the ceiling and a shower of sparks uh, rain silver down upon you. Wow. <laughs> We're silver now. That's pretty good. Each of you has the silver sparks that fall down upon you come towards your chest, and there is an emblazoned emblem on your armor of a small silver dragon. Uh, we are the dragonborn. <laughs> We're special. We're the dragon adventurers. <laughs> now we need a group name. Mm -hmm. You come before me as a prisoner, and yet you bear the greatest news that has been in this city for years. What a strange world we live in, surely. Well, we tried to tell the guards at the front gate, but they wouldn't listen to us. I wouldn't have believed it myself if it hadn't been for your story and your dragon scales, and then you apparate a dragon in the middle of the Chamber of Lords? Truly you are blessed. The barge will be singing our praises in the bars tonight. <laughs> We're special. I believe you then, when you say that you can hope th that you can solve our problems of the things from the Underdark. What do you need? How can I help you? What are you after? Do you know what is beneath the city? What is causing this travesty to happen to my people? Kinda. You do? Kinda. Kinda. Sublimitably, can I talk to one of my cohorts here? Hmm. Is this where the, uh, Staris, is this where the they're coming in through the rock, through the special door that they, from the underworld, into this city, and causing havoc. Oh, so we need to get the Horcrux? I'm, I'm asking. I think that's what it, what's going on. I think yes, that's what that we need to do. obviously what's going on. He very clearly said that there's stuff, undead stuff here. Meaning that we're going to encounter undead creatures and murder them again. So there has to be a power source here somewhere, a door. It's not a door. So what do we need? We need weapons and we need men. <laughs> Dwarves. Good men will do. We need magic. Like me. We need your powers. We need to work together as a team. Exactly. Ooh, magical. Merlin, there is there is something in your bag, I think. Maybe a shot. Maybe Ghost Slinger has it. What is it? I wouldn't doubt it. 
It is supposedly a gem that you guys found in Scale Ridge that was described in the Master Crafting book. She has it. I probably do have it. He carried it. All right. Well, you you suddenly remember when the King of the Dwarves is asking you what you want, name anything in the entire world of what you want, that what you've wanted since episode one is in Asharis, or in Ghost Slinger's backpack. <laughs> Wait, the thing that who wants, that you want, no. is in your backpack? The thing that Merlin wants is in Ghost Slinger's backpack. Oh. I've had it all the time. It's so, the thing but, to fight magic with. But we shouldn't tell these people, should we? No, we're talking, this is a subliminal conversation. The three heroes of time stop in front of the king when he asks them what they want, <laughs> and they huddle up together to quickly decide how much gold they want to try and get this room for. <laughs> That's not really what we're talking about. <laughs> That'll be Ghostslinger, all right. So, in the book that you started this whole fight about, you know that the only place that the gem comes from that can be made into your multifaceted orb for the top of your staff comes from this place. The only people who can make it are the dwarves of Scale Ridge, House Kazark, who are now all gone. But you have the instructions in the book. In the book, exactly. And you have the orb that was started at House Kazark but not completed. I just want to throw it at him. Okay. Ah, okay. We must, we must complete this orb. No, no, no. If anybody's going to remember this, it needs to be Merlin, because the rest of you are probably thinking exactly what Ashara said. We want men, we want armor, we want magic weapons. That's right. We want good things. I want my stupid sword that I've been wanting for so long. So Merlin, what do you do? Your Honor, Your Lordship, I need the book. We have a part that has to be assembled by your people. Somewhere in this book that I need to study is a recipe to make an orb, a powerful orb for my walking stick. We'll have beams of light and power and devastation at my command. That doesn't sound right. So if I take the book and study here, your people can put this together and we will have the weapon we need to fight the underlords that are disturbing the peace and tranquility of your city. Jin steps down off of the platform that he is on with the throne and he throws open the crafting book in front of you and he, he turns it immediately to the page with the orb. He says, do you mean this? This yes. multifaceted orb? We haven't had... That kind of stone here in hundreds of years. I'm afraid there's no way we can possibly make this. Stand by! Merlin has left the room to run into the other room at his house and retrieve his wizard staff and his magic hat. <laughs> it looks like this, Your Honor. Yeah, except you don't have that in the game. <laughs> so he just told you We're gonna make it. that there's no way you can make it because they don't have that gemstone anymore. But you know that there is one in Ghost Slinger's backpack. Don't you dare touch my backpack. That's right. Just ask her for it. Or you could get stabbed in the <laughs> in the knee. In the knee. You need a special sword for Asharis. No, that's me. 
Oh, uh, ghost lantern. I need my samurai sword. <laughs> Did you ask her for the orb? For the gemstone? I haven't heard her. I haven't heard him ask yet. I'm gonna give up on trying to give him this thing if he doesn't step up here. In the bag is is the orb partially made. Then how about you ask for it? <laughs> you have one. You have one of this magical gem. Ask and you we shall have, receive. We have partially one that needs to be finished. Where is it? In this bag. The, the resources of the city of Aberdeen are at your disposal, such as they are. But I I can't make things that I don't have. Ghostlinger, would you give the oh, the jab to <laughs> Merlin? No, he has please. to ask for it. He said please. I didn't please hear it. Please, hand me the stone so I can impress the lord of the door. <laughs> stop, stop, mom. <laughs> no. So, Ghostlinger... What do you do now that you've sat in the corner snickering for the last ten minutes? Because <laughs> you know what's going on and nobody else does. Yeah. <laughs> so I pull out the orb and immediately throw it at him. Oh no. What? Good thing I can catch. I'm not even going to make you roll for it on the off chance that bad things would happen. <laughs> there. No, it's fine. I rolled for it. Nothing bad happened. Merlin! How do you catch it? You can describe it with as much magical majesty as you would like. Oh my god, I, I see it coming across the room. It's like in slow motion. It goes through the beam of light that's shining from the ceiling. It flickers all over the room. Sparkles of light cascade across and it falls into my robe and I catch it with near my chest with a thud. Oof. <laughs> all right. Jin's heart was in his throat, and his mouth had dropped open, and he says, Dude, you get it? Yes, I have it. I have the stone. And, he, and you produce it from your robe and hold it up. And Jen looks upon it and he says, Fantastic! With that in this book, I will have my artisans get to work immediately! Fantastic! We will defeat the evil here! That, that's one thing. Don't you want something? Now, Lady Asharis, I know you, re you requested dwarves. Dwarves to aid you in your quest. I do not have dwarves to spare. It's taken all of the resources of the city just to keep the evil at bay. But there is one. If you would wait but a moment, I shall summon him. You're summoning him. He's a demon. Dargon. <gasps> oh! <laughs> you just hear me screech. Dargan of Dargan Keep. <laughs> oh god, he loves the Dargans. <laughs> oh god. I assume his name will not be Dargan, but he was a dragonborn, no? He was. Yeah. He's not gonna be the dwarves. But what amazing name shall he now have? <laughs> <laughs> Something hilarious. Taser face. <laughs> the dwarf I have in mind is even better than the mythical man Taser face. <laughs> this dwarf has killed many a mighty fly in the Underdark. His name is Brandon Branderson. <laughs> and he is the most handsome dwarf you've ever met. 
he has a superhero's name, <laughs> Brandon Branderson. <laughs> and now for those of you who are not able to see it, I shall show my family a picture of Brandon Branderson. <laughs> oh, I just I just gave you a royal decree of how awesome you are. Brandon Branderson. <laughs> the most handsome dwarf of all the land. Even better than Peter Parker. And what's his name? Uh, oh, Puzzle's name. Who is this Wade character Watts. in the middle? Here? Yeah, Wade Watts. Um, what? Who is this in the middle? This West. There's four of us here. Who yeah, there's four of us. Oh, that's West. Brandon okay. Branderson, oh. the most handsome dwarf in all the realms. <laughs> I know that guy. That's cool. Wait, I need my character sheet. Here you go. <sighs> Brandon Branderson, handsome dwarf. <laughs> The most handsome dwarf in all the land. He did mention how handsome I was, right? Yes, the most handsome dwarf. Oh, all right. He has a huge chin. This is going to be terrible. Ah, uh, the handsomest chin. What do you mean? I mean because, because we can me, hear him through his microphone. <laughs> uh, how do you want to handle it, then? I, we'll just deal with it. Sorry, listeners. Wait. You're going to have to deal with how utterly terrible this audio is. You're still muted, Derek. We can hear you through his microphone. I know, that's the only thing I can do. Oh, I see. So, a dwarf runs out of the room, and a horn bellows throughout the caverns of Aberdeen. And there goes out the call. Branderson! Bring out the Branderson! uh, My handsomeness, draw out then. Um, (laughs) Introduce me. Wait, are the lady dwarves? Introduce me again. No. How do you lady shooting? Uh, Brandon oh, Branderson comes into the room very, very honorably and very smugly and looking quite posh with a cape that he made himself and Ooh. freshly uh, polished shoes and done up hair looking very, very handsome and heroic. I see the chin now. <laughs> His chin comes out about a good minute and a half before he does. <laughs> A minute and a half. Dear Who's that man in the league? Please imagine if you would. Handsome Squidward. Yeah. He's about three feet tall. Well, he has he has a charisma of 15. So, I mean, that's pretty handsome. <laughs> also a strength of 18. And he's a dwarf. So basically just picture like a bunch of abs and biceps and a chin. Like in a little pile. <laughs> just a chin. <laughs> just a chin. This is just a chin. Who's a man with a big old chin? It's Brenda Branderson. Oh, it rhymes. Oh, that's so good. I was always Silman then. Brandon, you have a very important mission to go on. You are to aid the X Force. What's the X Force? No, no, we should be the Revengers. Hmm. All of pop culture here. The we Revenge. need a dragon name. Well, can't we just be the Revengers? Because we have dragons on our chest. The Dragon Revengers. The Dragoners. <laughs> the Dragoners. <laughs> dragon ears. Oh, I like that. No? I still like the Revengers. <laughs> can anyone hear? Oh, oh now I can hear you. No. Yes. All right. It's because you muted yourself. You just no. muted yourself again. I've been talking through you, silly. Oh. Anyway, Brandon, you must aid these silver warriors on their quest 
to solve whatever is causing the problems in the Underdark. Question. Who's talking to me right now? The king. Oh, okay. So. The king is talking. We mistook for a gym. King, that's all right and good and everything. But you see, I had a whole day planned of being handsome. (laughs) <laughs> all by myself uh, in my handsome quarters. So if it's all right with you, then I'm just going to go back to doing handsome things by myself uh, in the uh, the righteous handsome caverns. And Brandon like turns to just go back, heading on his merry way. All right, you have him at your disposal. Do with him as you will. <laughs> Brandon, we need your assistance. Uh, <laughs> Ah, uh, you see, but I, oh, gosh, I mean, that's just as awkward. It really is. But I had, oh, gosh, I mean, it's just not a good day. It's, what's today, Tuesday? Oh, Tuesdays are no good for Brandon. <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Damn it. Well, you caught me then. <laughs> <laughs> Besides, we need handsomeness to take on such beasts. When do we need handsomeness? Shh. <laughs> That's a, uh, you always need a good pair of handsome. And I, I see from you lot that, uh, God, the charisma scores are quite low with you folks. <laughs> um, what, uh, what lacking <laughs> other than the handsome assistance? What, what are y'all, what did you need help with? Your strength, of course. Murdering demons. <laughs> Side note, which is also at 18, which is higher than his handsome score. <gasps> <laughs> We need a stonemason. Well, they're uh, working on your thing already. What? What's a stonemason for? Okay, they're working on it already? I See, so. I'm looking at my character sheet now. I will say practical skills, not really Brandon Branderson's strong suit. He <laughs> says here he's really good at being handsome, and he can speak dwarven and goblin and infernal. Oh, and also common. Can, can we still just murder demons? Oh, he's real good at that. Yeah, well, that's oh, what oh, we need oh, you for. Yeah, oh, well, good. Oh, well, that's my second best thing that I do. <laughs> All right, Brandon, you will join our team. It's odd because Brandon's one of the only dwarfs that doesn't have a beard because he just has such a big, strong, dimpled chin and long, <laughs> flowing red hair. Stick out, like... <laughs> <laughs> it would stick out so far <laughs> off of his chin. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, did you guys ever bother to tell the king what you're after? What are we after? Oh. I never know what it's called. The Horcrux. The thing. You're after an amulet of power or some kind of cursed artifact. That's right. The, uh, Jin, uh, my lord. Not, not Jim. Not Jim. Okay. We, it's not Jim. So, so say it now, Jin. Wait, but is it Jim? Because I'm confused. <laughs> no, like gin and tonic. Oh, uh, Jim and tonic. Jim and tonic. <laughs> no, gin, my lord. Jin, uh, J-I-N. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Talking about G-I-N. G-I-N. Jin. I thought it was J. <laughs> my lord Jim and tonic like J-I-M alright we are after a cursed artifact we've been sent here by the dragon to destroy it I just want 
A samurai sword. We also require a samurai sword, if you so have one. <laughs> so that I can murder that. Just like, wow. Is he drinking applesauce? <laughs> <laughs> what did I miss? Look at how big it is. That's a giant thing of applesauce. That it tastes. Good. I miss supper. Oh. Oh, you meant, you meant, okay. I thought you meant Brandon for a second. And I was like, well, I mean, he has been known to drink applesauce from time to time. <laughs> so long as it's handsome while he's doing Handsome sauce. Handsome applesauce. That's the only thing he trusts. Hand sauce. Hand sauce. <laughs> All right. We, we told the Lord, DM of, of greatness. I'm I'm trying to put my brain back together. I think this was the worst idea I've had in a long time. Well, it, it's too late now. There's no going back. Uh, yeah. No takesies, backsies. Just gonna have to kill you. It's the only way to get you off the podcast. <laughs> Tag. You right. can't kill somebody this handsome. <laughs> That's right. The swords just bounce off his handsome chain. Yeah, it's like I'm glistening everywhere I go in slow motion. They're blinded by his magnificence. <laughs> oh, good. Oh. Well, if I was after a cursed artifact deep in the Underdark... We're losing him. What's going on? His beauty is messing up the reception. <laughs> That's what we said. We couldn't hear you. I was just like, they're dead. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. They're dead. Nope, like they're dead. Also, I'm not okay. Uh, this is not Brandon, but if she's looking for a samurai sword, aren't we in like a city of forges and? Well, that's what we asked. Exactly why I asked. I mean, it's a far eastern type hey, of what? These are beach dwarves. Oh, they live on the beach. Well, they're still smiths. They mine gemstones. They don't smith or hammer axe. Oh, we need. Stormbreaker. Could Brandon try to make one? Maybe. Uh, I haven't. Is Brandon a smith? Oh, uh, I haven't picked a craft, but I could like put all my points in that. It'd probably be a really. Sorry. It'd probably be a really not so great. It would be a not so great kind of iron katana, but it could make one. So. The Lord of the Dwarves is tapping his foot impatient at how much disturbance Brandon has caused. Bra uh, Brandon causes a lot of disturbance everywhere he goes. It is yeah, it is a blessing. It is a blessing and a curse to be so handsome. <laughs> if I was a cursed artifact deep in the Underdark, the first place that I would look is in the keep of the Duragar. My great-grandfather led a terrible and bloody war that eventually put down their terrible ways. But it sounds terrifying. if you head into the depths beneath the city, <laughs> down into the Underdark, you may find that the Duragar Keep has the lights on again, so to speak. If, it's not, if you don't find what you seek there, I don't know where else to tell you to look. You'll be on your own. With Brandon. My lord, do you have a map of the tunnels and caves? The Underdark. I should be able to provide you with something, but any of our records are going to be terribly outdated. I can provide you maps of our, of our gem mines. They'll at least get you to the Underdark. But after that, oh. they'd all be up in the air. I'll take what we can get. So we're gonna get and give lost. nothing back. 
Actually, my good man Brandon here would probably be an excellent guide to get you down into the depths. Oh, are you talking about because that's where I get my hair gel from? <laughs> I mean, that's true and all, but I've never really quite mapped it out myself. I just kind of remember where I've been before. Which is why you'll have to go with them. Oh, but you see, it's a Wednesday. And <laughs> you I said s- it was Tuesday. You were busy. Oh, crap. <laughs> By this point, it should be Thursday. That's true. So, no swords. There's no swords that we could no, we could get. No, my samurai sword. Oh, if you are after dragon scale, go ahead, Merlin. We're gonna make a silver dragon scales on the handle. If you are after an Eastern style sword, young half elf, rude. You should. Check with the vendors outside the city. Potentially one of them would have what you seek. Oh man, didn't we ask them? No, because I didn't didn't say that I wanted it until now because I was keeping it a secret until we got here. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, that seems silly. That was ill-advised. I want this thing, but I'm not going to tell anybody no. about it. <laughs> no one can read your mind. <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> no. no, he can't. He doesn't have that. <laughs> Physically impossible, probably. Brandon's a paladin. He's real good at hitting things and he can heal people with his glowing radiance. <laughs> Brandon, are we alone? What? Are we alone? No. You're in the middle of a room full of dwarven elders. Full of people. Can we be alone for a moment? Mentally talk to you. Well, I mean, if Brandon is. Whisper, then you don't have to be alone. Brandon is flattered, but Brandon also has a girlfriend, so. <laughs> sure. Derek, can I talk to Brandon subliminally? You can use your whisper cantrip to whisper to his ear, and no one will hear it but him. Yeah, you can do that. Okay, great. Is there? Oh wait! Oh, you're lagging out. Wait, wait, lag, lag. And I was just. Brand- Handsome, Brandon, please. In or out of the city other than through the front gate. Oh. Ah. Believe out of a dwarven stronghold through something other than the big door? Yes, you. Well, and how's he supposed to talk back to him? Because he. You can whisper whispering. back, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Okay. Trip. Wait, I'm yeah. confused. Uh, so we haven't talked about this. I don't know. Is that a thing? Yeah, you're fine. There's absolutely like. 13 secret exits out of a dwarven stronghold. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, through my own private quarters, I've actually been, it's been a secret project I've been working on for the last couple of years, but I've built myself a, a tunnel into the underdark uh, that I normally take. He said out the front, a way out, out of the front door. You don't have a way to the underdark in your bedroom. <laughs> I'm sorry, he was lagging, so I, so I filled in the blanks. <laughs> He wants out the front door. I don't know what the front door is. The front door! Into the city. Uh Uh-huh. The gate. Over a bridge. Uh Uh-huh. At the front door to get into the city. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And he wants to know if there's a different way out other than that way to leave. The answer is yes. Yes. more. The answer is yes. (laughs) Thank you so much. I haven't listened to any of this up until like the last 20 minutes. So. Why, why do you need a way out, Dad? Now that we're in, we should just be able to come and go as we please, I would imagine. 
I don't know. The dwarfs are really particular about who they let in. Well, you are the warriors of silver, so yeah, Asharis has got it. Pretty much friends and dwarves now. No, we are the Revengers. <laughs> no. We're going to be the Revengers. The Revengers. We don't have any revenge. <laughs> I need to right. get revenge. So I'm um, going to end the episode now. And I would like to know what you guys are planning to do. Are you going to stay in the city until Merlin's multifaceted orb is finished? Well, we no, we're leaving. Straight down into the dark. Okay, we have to wait until the orb is finished. No, we don't. But in the meantime, we can go out and get your sword. So we go- we're going to go shopping. Again. They're not going to have a samurai I sword. mean, jeez. But they're at the port. I mean, they're a, a, a coastal town that trades, I'm sure. And there was tons of uh, market stalls with people from all over the place trying to make money off these dwarves that were leaving. So there's a strong chance they'll have something like what you're after. Do they make armor here? Make some notes. Uh, this is not a... <laughs> Mithril-based dwarven society. They mine gemstones. Okay. But there might be some smiths in the port or something. There might be. I mean, probably not enchanters or magic smiths, but there might be somebody who can make basic equipment. Do we really have any magic equipment? No, not really. So, well, we're always should always be on the lookout for some magical equipment. Then we're some... going to need magical equipment to kill these underlord. Yeah, I don't want to die. We're what not... level is everybody? Four. Four? Okay. What are you talking about? We're level five. Five. <laughs> <laughs> They're about to be level six. What's level way. six? And they don't have no magical equipment. Derek. She has magical arrows. She's Hanzo. I have some magic arrows. Spatter, scatter arrow. She I heard Hanzo was scatter arrow. RIP. Yes. We have pictures. <laughs> Rip scatter arrow. Rip scatter arrow for sure. And I have a magical creature. I also heard there was like 300 people at the the thing. Yeah, yeah, it felt like there were that many. There was a herd of divas. All right, before we go, <laughs> a gaggle. Yes. Is there anything else you guys want to do for next week? I don't think so. We're going shopping. We're getting the thing, and then we're going to save the people. I have some blood of a of a dragon. What? Uh, let me see. Do I have? I don't believe you have a lot of a dragon. I, it's been a while since I made this character. I want to see what weapons I have. This has I, been a plan from the start, hasn't it? I'm attempting to cancel or to click the stop button. So what is this? Is this a what? dragon? What's what? This is a dragon. Yep. Yeah? Yes, that's a dragon. I can't. Do see. I have some of his blood or not? No. <laughs> Why not? Because that's Argal, the friendly dragon who you saved at Scale Ridge. Yes, did not stab him and steal his blood. I poked a fe- pulled a feather out and some blood came out. I have a feather. He doesn't have feathers. <laughs> He's not- a dragon that flies. He's Actually, dead. scientists now say that dragons most likely had feathers. I'm pretty sure that's raptors. I want them oh. to have feathers. I want All them right. to have So, you were trying to do something with dragon's blood, Merlin. What was it? Well, I wanted to produce some type of potion that I can protect the... Uh, kill the underlords with. Ah, you had two potions at the end of the last episode that you acquired the equipment to finish them. So you could spend your time So if you look at your sheet, you could spend your downtime in this city 
finishing those two potions. Yes. So I think one was a potion of healing, and the other one was a potion of light, maybe? What was it? I think it's written down on there, isn't it? I think it was growth. Maybe it was growth. Okay. All right. I'm glad you're in this group. <laughs> so you're right. It's gross. Once you finish those two potions, you hold on, lag. You're coming. Once you finish your potion of growth, you can start putting time into the other potion that's written down on your sheet. Gotta finish one potion, then you can start the other potion. Yeah. Potion shop. Okay. Potion? I got it. I got it. Let's say what it is. Episode thirty-nine. One is for growth, and the other one is. <laughs> hippogriff? <laughs> it's not a hippogriff question. What is it? He had hippogriff jerky or something, didn't he? He did have hippogriff jerky. What? I'm at a potion shop, though. So, you have a potion of growth. What's the other potion written down on your sheet? I'm pretty sure it was a potion it's of healing. Potion of swift, swift boots. Swift boots! Yes! <laughs> potion of swift boots! Yes. <laughs> Alright, so... That's what it says. Next episode, remember that you have finished the potion of healing, and you will take that off your sheet and move it onto your completed potion side, and you will move the potion of giant growth over the completed potion side, and then your potion of swift boots will move up into the slot where you're working on potions. Swift boots. Boots. Look, I'm an old man. I need a little speed every now and then. Swift boots. Okay. I'm going to make a note so that I don't forget. All right. Wait, what type of boots? <laughs> swift one. Oh, okay. Boots of swiftness. Yes. All right. <laughs> he, he, like, magically grows boots. <laughs> I'm going to wear They have, like, roller blades in them. <laughs> They're just like movies. <laughs> It's just like with rockets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's episode forty-one. All right. Wait, if she's looking for a samurai sword, what type of weapon does Ghostslinger normally fight with? She's currently daggers using and short and daggers. Uh, so she has kunai and throwing she's stone. She's a Genji main. Yes, that's sword. that's why I said I wanted the samurai sword now. Because she changed from being a Hanzo man to being a Genji man. Well, can the can the can the thief or rogue or whatever still benefit from their sneak attack with the katana? Mm. Sure. I mean, yeah, they absolutely can. Because okay. the katana is a short sword. Okay. Okay, get murdered. Actually, it's a two-handed sword, depending on what you use. No, katana's a one. Absolutely, a two-handed sword. I just watched Shadowversity. All about why Deadpool uses the wrong swords. Uh, because there's the katana, there was the waza, something, yes. something. And Everyone, the- I'm going to push the button. It has been wonderful button. talking to you tonight. I'm sorry the audio turns to garbage halfway through the podcast. I'll kick Wes out next week. No, we're <laughs> not. I'm handsome.